Hi, this is Frank, the co-host of the show. Just a quick advertisement and we'll get started. The show is brought to you by Viral Marketing, which is my firm, and Chris Waters, who offers a way to scale his real estate team systems fast and profitably in your market. I mean, he's done over a thousand transactions a year in Austin. It's a business in a box, if you will. Anyway, I encourage you to go to getviral.com and download a free copy of our official video marketing plan that we recommend uh, you implement to stay in better touch with your database uh, using video and social media and email so more people call you to list their home. I also want you to go to themilliondollarrealestateteam.com and get yourself a free copy of Chris's book he wrote on how he earned after expenses, this is net profit, $1 million in only three years since starting his team. So that's it. No more commercial. And let's get to the show. One, two, three, go. All right, do it. The Listing Lead Show. So welcome back. It's episode two of The Listing Lead Show. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to listen to podcast one, our first episode with Steve Lamoth. That was a really good one. And we got a lot of solid comments about that. So this is the uh, first show you're listening to as we get this podcast rocking and rolling. Go listen to episode one with Steve. But today we have an episode with Seychelle. Seychelle, I'm going to introduce you here in a second. She's been a real estate agent for 17 years in Dallas. Last year, she sold 246 homes, of which a significant number were listings, 140 actually. This is why I say, Shell, you're on the listing lead show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Welcome. I appreciate it, Frank. Well, I'm here. I'm Frank Klesitz. I'm with my co-host, Chris, and we're going to get to the bottom of how Seychelles getting listings. Because again, Chris, this is the listing lead show. We talk about That's getting right. listings. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till we tackle the beast that she's going to educate us on and how to slay it. So there's actually three things you guys are going to learn today. Um, we talked to before the show, uh, the majority of Seychelles listings come from agent to agent referrals, Yelp, and events and giveaways with their clients. We're going to talk about the debt today. So let's get started. So Seychelles, let me ask you the most important question of the podcast of how we get started every episode. Seychelles, what are you doing to get listings? Well, that's a great question. Are we going to focus on that the whole show, Frank? Is that what yep, we do? The entire show. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think for for listings, the most important thing for us to remember is what market you're in. And, you know, having been in the business now almost seven years, right, we've been through ups and downs and highs and lows and buyers and sellers markets. And, you know, I think I think one of the biggest things you have to remember is where the seller is life cycle and what their motivation is. And right now we're in an extreme seller's market uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so, you know, we have to understand when we're working with listings where their motivation is so that we can convert them at the highest. I think that you can't talk about listings without because that's that's going to be one of your most important pieces. But for us, it's really, it's relationship-based and it's marketing enhanced if you look at how we do it. Well, you've been in business for 17 years. So clearly mm -hmm. you have a network of of contacts there at a database, of past clients and sphere that you can work. Um before we get into those three things, I am curious. We're just coming off the heels of the giant Texas snowstorm. How has that impacted people's motivation? I'm curious. Well, you know, I mean, so we're we're in um, entering in year two of COVID, and I think it only just amplifies how people are feeling even more. Right? We we just had about ten days where we all were either powerless or lacked working water, or had gas lines rupture, or didn't have internet. 
and we're like literally iced into our homes. And so people had to spend a lot of time in their four walls deciding whether or not they like this place. Um, you know, for our deals under contract, it was like a slip and slide trying to keep those in place. Um, pool, you know, pool pumps breaking and all of that. And I, and I know for all of you Northerners listening, you're going to laugh and say this is you guys in Texas are ridiculous. Um, but that's like us sending um, New York a hundred days over hundred degrees in the middle of some air conditioners. Um, we've lived through in New York and there were a lot of people that died when that happened. So, you know, I think we just have to keep in mind, like it's, it's not normal for us keeping these deals together, um, has been at the forefront of our, our mindset. And, you know, it's an awesome opportunity if you're relationship based to make care calls, to see what people need and to build a relationship. And if, you know, this is the last straw that broke the camel's back of not wanting to do one more thing in this house, which it is our sellers. It's a great opportunity for us fixed and move on. Go find something else. I want to dive into Yelp. You got to, I'm, I'm sorry. I, my, the hair on my Chris is like, is forget that. Lifted. I want to talk about Yelp. My hair on Yelp. the arms is lifted. God, <laughs> tell me about Yelp. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. That's, 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 that's what you're here to do. Sam. Care calls. I'm good Come with that. Now. I'm good with oh, that. Let's talk about Yelp. Well, there's three things. You, uh, you've definitely built a lot of agent-to-agent referrals. You said was your first pillar before the show. Right. You said you get a lot of business from Yelp. You've slayed that dragon, mm-hmm. which I want to hear more about. Mm-hmm. And you work your sphere very well after 17 years in the business and all of your uh, care calls, if you will, to your you know your contacts of you know the size of your list that you built over the years in Dallas. Yeah. Primarily working them with events and doing giveaways. So let's let's start with Yelp since Chris is so interested. It's like, I'm, are you going to leave the show after we talk about Yelp? Is this just like Chris like drops his mic and he leaves? He's like, I got what I wanted. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look you up on Yelp right now. Do so it. Tell us about is, how, how um, Hey, while he's looking you up on Yelp, what's your org structure look like? Just so people have context around how you're able to sell 247 homes and 140 of those being listings. So we have two full-time listing agents and a part-time listing agent that's training into full-time right now. Um, and so I'm back in the listing seat, taking listings right now um, to help cross train and make sure agents have what they need. Uh, but normally I would be more in the business development, recruiting lead generation mode. Um, we have a full-time listings manager and a virtual assistant that's behind them. And then on the buyer side, we have three buyers agents, three market specialists, and um, a full-time transaction manager and a virtual assistant behind them and the marketing director. So what's that? One, two, three, four, five admin. We just added an ISA last year, which would make six. So six admin and one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eight. So you, you said, you said relationship-based marketing enhanced. Mm-hmm. So are we, did you pull up the Yelp profile? This is, I, I do. It's actually very interesting. I typed, I went to Yelp. I typed in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then I, typed in, I typed in real estate agent and mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, this is insane. How many ads did you get? Well, how many, yeah, that's how many exactly sponsored? What, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I shared. There's first off, they have um, three sponsored ads across the top, each with no reviews uh, yep. for the sponsored ad. Then when you scroll down, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Yeah. There's 10 agents you have to go through of the sponsored results before you even get to the results. And you're currently ranked number three with the most reviews of 25. You have two competitors above you, one at nine and one at 10, which is strange. Did you say 25 reviews? 25 reviews. Yes, 25 uh, in third position organically on Yelp. 
and there's somebody in one position and second position with less reviews, which doesn't make much sense. And uh, they ro- something they rotate us up and down. We're we're usually number one or number two, and occasionally bump to three and then pop back up. Um, what I would tell you though, is can you go see the unverified reviews, the reviews that they knock out? This is the part that drives me a little crazy about Yelp. So this is me going into your profile and scrolling out of the bottom. Yeah, just click, not yeah. Allow. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. I'm going to scroll down to the bottom. Views not recommended in yeah. gray text. <laughs> the naughty list, which is ridiculous. Cause these are actually verified. Oh. So annoying. <laughs> so, hold on. 78 other reviews, not currently recommended. Man haters, huh? Yeah. How many, so how many that's the part that drives me crazy about Yelp. Uh, let me pull it up for you. All right. So let's, let's start here. Let's, let's take this back to the beginning. When did you decide to start focusing on Yelp? So Chris, 20% of our business last year came from Yelp. So is that you know. 28, 28 listings and 28 buyers? Basically. Or, or I'm sorry. It's 14? close to 50 deals. Yeah. It's yeah. Ba- almost, well, basically um, 42 deals. Yeah. That's amazing with 25 reviews that are actually showing. I know. Well, it, I think that when you look at SEO or you look at Google or Zillow or realtor.com or whomever you want to play the game with, it's a long, it's a long-term play. So it took us 18 months to get into the top. And then we've had to continually play the game to get there. So um, we found that, you know, you want to play a game that you can win. And so um, I find that I like people that do their due diligence up front. I feel like um, getting a researched client means that you're going to have a more serious client and people that are on Yelp, love Yelp, and they like to look at reviews. They like to do their own research. And so by the time we get them, they've already vetted us through multiple of our platforms, whether it's on our Instagram and Facebook or our website or or other, you know, Google, anywhere else they've already where they're reaching out. And so that gives us an opportunity if we're responding within, you know, five, 10 minutes or less, we have a really high conversion rate off of it. So I don't need 17,000 internet leads a year to convert the 42. If I look at it, I have about 360 to convert the 42. That's not, that's not a bad game. So you started this from scratch 18 months ago. When reviews have been we, around for a long time been, and you entered into a pretty competitive started, Yelp market to rank well. Yeah, we didn't start 18, we didn't start 18 months ago, but it took us 18 months to get into the top three. So we started this probably in 2015, 16. Um, and then it took us 18 months to get there. And then we've strategically worked to stay there. Got so if you look it. at our reviews, I think it's probably like 2016, it's probably 2016 that we started focusing on that as one of our pillars. But and I love, and let me get this straight. You've sold, I don't have to, I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying for ads on there. Yeah, Those are you, leads. I'm you've not sold probably a thousand houses since then. Yeah. Okay. And you have 25 reviews on Yelp. I know. That's how few keep, made it keep, through. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Um, and we only ask people to do Yelp that do on it. So that's how hard their arg- algorithm is to crack um, or to get it through, right? But when you do, you're rewarded. So let's talk about this for the audience. Let's go deeper on Yelp. Let's say someone says, you know what? I want to go attack Yelp. I want to rank like you did, mm-hmm. Seychelle. Walk us through what they need to do. I think the first thing is you want your client to go and write reviews Um, for other businesses before they write the review for you if they're not a Yelper. The second thing you want them to do is like, we only ask people to 
to write a review for us if they've they've either got a track record on it or they're willing to go do a little work um, because it's Yelp is immediately going to kick it out entirely if they've written no reviews for any other business. The other thing is you want them to go organically search for a realtor and then write the review, not just click on your link and go and write the review that way because that seems to kick it out as well. The wow. thing that they've started doing, the thing they've started doing, the thing they started doing in the last year that really drives me a little crazy is now, um, and Ryan Graham out of Atlanta also is big on Yelp, but um, they now, if I go like Frank, so if you went in and owned my, go my profile, mm-hmm. go, I want you to click on my profile or on Vanpool Properties profile. And I want you to click contact agent and I want you to just submit, just write anything, hi, Seychelles and submit. It's going to go, it's going to give you the option to contact up to, I think it's like 10 or 11 other agents at the same time. So right now you have request a virtual consultation with your response time of 10 minutes with a 100% response rate. It says 12 locals recently requested a virtual consultation. I'm going to click request virtual consultation. It says, wait, share a few details so we can put you in touch with an agent. So I put in my zip code. So It's going to go to other agents too. Are you kidding me? I'm selling a, okay, I'm selling a property. I'm selling single family. Mm-hmm. Which of these services that you need? I need to you know all your services. What is your target price? Man, this is one heck of a conversion form. When do mm-hmm. you want the transaction completed as soon as possible? Anything else I should know? Hi, click next. And then, oh, look at this. <laughs> Would you like to hear from other recommended agents? Sponsored. Comparing information with other agents can help you choose the one that's right for you. Yes. Send to similar agents. I oh just do it. Just goodness. do it. Just mess. Let's just mess with them. Let's have some fun. Well, on I, hope I, didn't put my, I hope I didn't put my information in. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I forgot what I entered. <laughs> Might be mine. <laughs> hey, these could be future clients. Could be. This is a great way. To get is that an auto? Is a great client. Frank, was that an auto form by Yelp or is that something? It's a, it's a form on Yelp. I mean, okay. Yelp is basically saying like, I'm clicking request a virtual consultation and then it puts me through a whole bunch of questions to qualify me. And then it clicks send, but I'm not getting a virtual consultation. It's just generating a lead and, you know, spitting it out to a bunch of other people, other agents. Now I go to messages. And I guess I'm now able to start a conversation with you. But now, you know, when that conversation starts, why I got to follow up right away is because it went to all the probably other people that are paying for that lead. Man, look at you help. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. so they're mo- they're monetizing our um, form submissions. So you work really hard to get organically to the top, and now they're selling your message. It's you kind know, of annoying. You know, so, let me say I got to say something. I have a I have a axe to grind. This is called being a surf on someone's land. It is. It's called being platformed. Mm-hmm. If you're working everything on Zillow and you're working to rank well on Google, and you're working to rank well on Yelp, and you put all this energy and time. Uh, the king of that land can just make a change just like that yep. and change how the leads are generated or how the algorithm works. And you're cut off after all that work because you're building someone else's platform, which ultimately goes back to what we're going to talk about today is the phone numbers and mailing addresses and emails in your database. You don't have to worry about that. Do you say shell? No, you don't. So I digress. That's my soapbox, Chris. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I, it, it's, you know, if you were doing like a SWOT analysis on your own business, you know, the 
lack of predictability around Yelp can make it really difficult to have a sustainable business. So. It is, which is why you can't make that your number one lead source. Well, this is good. Right? Here's what I got. So if somebody does want to use Yelp, they go sign up and they thought the profile to make sure it's complete. Uh, you don't buy any advertising because they're going to sell you a lot of ads and everybody didn't do it. Yep. And it's honestly, it's a waste of money. We we did it for a year. And I mean, it, it, unless you are... And unless you have an insane, like, unless you have a healthy number of reviews showing up, it's not going to do you any good. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Have you you had anybody write a negative review? And if so, did you figure out how to get it, you know, taken down? I'll find out. And then what about, I don't know. Uh, On Google we have, I think we've had one negative review on Yelp. And have you had any negative reviews where it was like really low, like one star? That was, I think we've had one that was a one star. It was a, a very, um, Karen S in Dallas. Yeah. And you know what it was? It's actually a former business, former business partner who was embezzling money from other people that went and uh, made a. Yeah. You tend to have disgruntled employees leaving reviews. You do you have any, any secrets on how to get re- like negative reviews that are fake and phony removed? No, I tried everything that I could to get that gone. Cause I, I knew who it was. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, Karen. <laughs> so let's take a look here. So you write, re- so you ask your customers, your clients to write reviews for other businesses first. Yep. And ideally their current Yelp users only to maximize the chance that this one Yelp, Yelping, Yelping history. Right. And if, and they're, if they're not a Yelper, then send them to a different platform that they'll write a review, whether it's Facebook, Google, you know, wherever. Yeah. And then, or, or uh, tell them to search real estate agent in Dallas and click on your profile that way and write it as opposed to going directly to your profile. That's, that's savvy. That's great. Well, it, I mean, you keep failing and you figure it out. I mean, well, but even, sure even with that. all that hard work, Frank, I mean, we're, we're still in the top three with only 25 and the others have half of what we have. How do you approach so a It's client? a different game. How do you approach a client to ask them like, are you a Yelp user? Ask them to do it. Well, I think the best way, the best one is if it's a converted Yelp client, right? You found us want to help other people. Um, so that's number one. I think if they aren't, we go and search their profile. We have one of our virtual assistants go and search what platforms they do use and what once they have accounts on. And then we try to tailor our request to what they have. Um, and if we just find that they're really good, you know, online or they're really tech savvy or you're really with it, then. Got it. So Seychelles internet connection is a little off on the podcast today from the uh, ice storm. Uh, she got a new router. So if you hear it going in and out, we still want to do the show. So bear with us. Seychelles, you're Sorry. okay. No, no Thank worries you. at all. <laughs> no worries at all. This is good stuff. Okay, so I'm, Yelp. I'm impressed with, I mean, in a city like Dallas, which has got, what, Huge. five, six million people, and gosh, tens of thousands of real estate agents. Yes. You know, you're at the three, the number three spot with only 25 reviews. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean- I know, it's-, it's- well, I found like, so if I want to, I'm turn my camera off for you guys, just because I think it might help with the bandwidth. But yeah. um, I, I found like if, if I'm a team and I'm trying to compete with some of these groups that are brokerages um, that house under one account, it's one account, but they have like 500 agents in their account. It's very hard for me to compete on like a Zillow or, you know, a realtor.com when they've got, you know, 2,400 reviews and 500 agents. And we're sitting here with a ninja team of 16 of us. So I think that we started looking at what are platforms that we can pick that we can win. And then let's go win at that. That is very insightful. It's brilliant. 
That's very insightful. I'm I'm surprised that there's not people with more Yelp reviews in Dallas, given the size of the market and the number of agents. Mm-hmm. I know. So pick a market you can win. This for us was one that we felt like we could win. And it's it's paid off. It's been very fruitful. I mean, 40 plus deals is, I mean, very, very lucrative. <laughs> so Chris, Chris, yeah. I got something interesting too. If I type in Dallas on Zillow, mm-hmm. I mean, the number one agent has 145 Zillow reviews. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen 500. Yeah, I have two. That doesn't seem, how many do you have, Chris? On Zillow, we have about... Um, I think we're fast approaching 600. Yeah. So the number one agent in Dallas, yeah. such a huge market, only has 145 reviews on on in, uh, on Zillow. Interesting. Hmm. What about Google My Business, Seychelles? Do you do that at all? We're just getting into the GLS on that. So actually, I hope you'll do an episode on it and I can come in and listen. We obviously have our Google listing on there and it's enhanced, but we're, we're just getting into like digging a lot deeper on that. Yeah. Yeah, my best advice for Google My Business, this is when somebody types your company name into Google or maybe types in real estate agents near me or your company name into Google and it shows up on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Is um, It's actually like a blogging tool. So regularly posting things on your Google My Business page like a blog, mm. it's also really good. I don't know if it's still the case, but it's really good for backlinks because Google actually links back to your site for SEO. I don't know if they still pass the juice on that or not. Hmm, that'd be awesome. I've, yep. I've heard very good things about that uh, is regularly posting on your Google, my business, awesome. as well as uh, getting as many people to write reviews or endorsements on there. So you could literally ask your employees to write how great you are or friends and family. And it's not policed as hard as Yelp. So it's easier yeah. to build more reviews up on Google, uh, Google, my business. That's awesome. I've never, I've never had them turn one down to be honest with you. Never happened. On Google, that's awesome. Um, They're also easier to get them to take it down on Google too. What's your what is your you know average price point in Dallas, and then Mm -hmm. what's the price point of the client you guys service on Yelp? Like, how would you describe the Yelp uh, consumer? Is it somebody? Is it a higher price point? Like, Mm -hmm. say, I got to interrupt. I just had I just had I just had uh, five real estate agents reach out to me. That you should be like, I was that. doing market research about viral. Yeah. Are you interested? They're, they're all messaging me. My email's blowing up a message. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, are any of I send me what they're sending you? I would love to know what they're sending you. Um, I see what no, my competition's you, you doing. Totally tell us, Frank. What is the yes? Tell doing? us what's the competition saying. So it looks like I put in my San Diego address. So mm-hmm. I don't, I can't remember what I put. It must have autofilled. This is hi, Frank. It's amazing time to sell in San Diego. I'd love to learn a little more about your home and tell you what you can expect to sell your home for. I'm with a couple clients now. I'm going to give you a call this evening. Very nice. Uh, let's take a look here. Hi, Frank. What is your name? We can list the property for you. Call me, Claudia. Okay. Hold call on. Me, Did, she maybe. Say, Did she, she say, said, call me, maybe. Hi, what's your name? Did she say what yeah, you name? I don't know. Maybe, maybe my she did. I mean, they clearly have my name. Uh, hi, Frank. Thanks for reaching out. Is this a condo or a detached home? Dominic? Let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Frank. Thanks for reaching out. I'm a native of San Diego and spent several years living downtown and know it well. I would love to sell your home. I become my, my commission begin at 4% and goes up for there. It should be begins at 4% and goes up there. Tell me, why do you want to sell? Man, look at that. 
They're on it. Frank, let me ask you something. The marketer in you, what do you think is the proper? What's the proper response? Yeah. Great response? question. Uh, right now. I mean, what I would want to hear in my situation on being the receiving end of that is I really wish they would have just Googled my name and done maybe three minutes of research. When you're, when you're, um, when you're doing B2B prospecting, and you're trying to reach out to a high value contact, you know, you just don't Neanderthal your way through the phone calls. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, they usually say like, look, like when we factor in dialing time and B2B environments, we're going to give you three minutes of research. So a person pops up on your call list. All right. You got a hundred, was it 60, 120, you know, 180 seconds to like Google them, go on LinkedIn, go on Facebook, type their name in, type news, see where they work, see who they are. And when you, when you craft your reach out, try some way to show where it's like, hey, you know, I saw you reached out. I happened to just look you up because I like to know who I'm working with. And maybe congratulations on this, or I see this about you, you know, tell me what we're looking for. I'm here to help. And I'm super fast and super on the spot with what you need to be of service. I think if it was that along with maybe here's a little more about me with my reviews and my, my, my credibility and even so much more is like a little video, man. So I knew like maybe who this person is I'm dealing with. So just only because money flows to differences and not similarities. And if somebody reached out with a little video, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'd feel more comfortable now. This person researched me. Here's who this person is. I'm mm-hmm. not getting some canned autoresponder on some drip campaign. Do you follow me? Yep. Um, that would be for me. So that's my I, answer. I think that's a great response. The thing I try to get to as quick as possible is a voice to voice. Because I know if I can get them on the phone, I have a 10 times better chance of converting them than if I just have to keep with them and all these other agents keep texting him. No calls yet. So, so it's not hard to yeah. find my number. So I'll let you know. <laughs> well, the yeah, I mean, and that's always what I ask is like, hey, you know, thanks for reaching out. I would love to get to know more about what you're looking for, what you're trying to accomplish. Is there a good number I can reach you out to get a hold of you um, so we can discuss? I mean, I just go for the phone number right away. And most of the time, because I'm the fastest to it, um, the fastest to it, um, they'll give me their number because they haven't been bombarded by everybody else yet. So yeah. they'll give me my their number and I get on the phone I, with them I right away. I think you literally had about one or two minutes before everyone, all the other five agents reached out to me that bought mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My goodness. Frank, well, I got another quick question for you. Yeah. So if if somebody listening to the show or shoot me or uh, Seychelles wanted to do some research on one of our prospective clients uh, coming in as, through Yelp as an example, are there any like tools out there to help us, you know, aggregate all the social media data? And before you answer that, when I got back from San Diego, we did a demo of TLO. I got denied. Yeah, you won't get TLO, it. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> got denied from LexisNexis. Yep. Oh, yeah. Got data zap. Uh-huh. Uh, it was decent. Like the numbers matched like 40, 50% of the time, but no social media profiles. What else you got for me? Well, let's put some context into what you just shared there, Chris, real quick, is um, when you're trying to find the phone numbers of homeowners, there's regulated databases that are regulated under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and there's mm-hmm. non-regulated databases. Chris called up the regulated databases that have far superior numbers, and they're like, nope. Right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you went to an unregulated database. Got it? Uh, make sure under, understand the legalities of where you get your phone numbers and if you have permissible use to use them. That's very important. 
So uh, Chris checked out LexisNexis and uh, TransUnion has a product called TLOXP. It stands for the last one, meaning the <laughs> last place you have to go to find the phone number. <laughs> but you don't get it. That's for like bounty hunters and legal but firms and stuff like that. Also, you're supposed to get social media uh, links for a, for a lead via TLO. Yeah. So I, I do have something for you, by the way. So let's say that you are following up with a lead and you want something to go out there and take, okay, take this email address, take this phone number, take this name and go to the, mm-hmm. the internets and the interwebs, <laughs> figure out <laughs> everything you possibly can about this individual. I haven't used it for a while, but I recommend uh, there's a service called Reportive, R-A-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E. It's a Gmail add-in and apparently it does that. And then I'm sure there's competitors for it. So if you type in Reportive Alternative and you go fishing in that realm, uh, you'll find a bunch of that. How do you spell that? R-A-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E. Taking notes. Thank you very much. Report. Yeah. Report. Report. <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Reportive. I like it. Yeah. So something like that. Cool. And then, you know, the other thing we we're talking about Yelp, the other thing that I haven't figured out yet is like, you know, if you can use any sort of an AI autoresponder in there, I haven't figured out a way to do that in Yelp at this point. We obviously yeah. have, you know, a, an AI bot responder for our website, but I, we don't have one for Yelp. So I don't know if there's any way to hack that to, to automate that better, but it's hard, man. That's the thing. We don't the, have that. When, when so it's online, a manual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the online leads come in, the best reach mm-hmm. out is personal and that requires paying a human being or you being Johnny on yep. the spot. It Chris, does. I, want, I want to give you one more to check out as we're on that conversation that I also know good things about, but I think they just upgraded to getting worn to regulated data. Mm-hmm. It's Pipple, P-I-P-L.com. Yep, yep. So you might be able to run the person's name through that and it will uh, pull in all whoever they are online into one page so you is can it, have some research on the person. Is it as a website pi.pl or is uh, it? No, it's uh, pipl.com. Okay. And I believe they have a product called uh, People Search. And I think they even have an API that will like actually pull it in automatically. Wouldn't that be cool for your CRM, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> so. There you go, guys. So that's enough about Yelp. Plus, we talked a little bit about that stuff there. So, Seychelle, thanks for sharing your Yelp tips. Let's move You're on. Let's move on. So, Yelp is a significant part of your business. Mm-hmm. The second significant part of your listing business is agent to agent referrals. Now, you have to, this, this is crazy. Agent to agent referrals usually is some out of state agent knows somebody who wants to move to Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, they refer a buyer to you. Mm-hmm but you're getting listings from agent absolutely. to agent referrals. Yeah, how, absolutely. How does that work? Well, I mean, if you think about it, you need to know what your migration patterns look like, right? Texas from the 2000 census to the 2040 census is set to grow at a 3.2 multiple of the rest of the country as far as population growth goes. Well, that population has to come from somewhere. I'm not having 12 children last time I checked. So it we have migration, and if we have migration, that uh, the odds are that we have people that are going to be moving up because their homes are worth more migrating out and we have people migrating in. And so what we're looking at is companies. We look at companies that are moving and we look at where they're coming from and where they're going to. Um, we had a lot of clients move here with uh, Toyota a couple of years ago. And we knew that if you're moving a ton of people from California to Texas, where there are no mountains and ocean, there's a chance those are not going to stay. So 
we worked really hard with um, agents in Torrance, California, which is where they were moving from, to build relationships on the buy side. But we also worked really hard with agents then when we knew they would be going back. We kept farming those relationships because we know they would leave again. Another example of that would be um, like we know that we have Bell Helicopter that's leaving here and going farther south. We know we have SpaceX that's leaving here and moving jobs to Austin, right? And so then you work on those relationships to try to figure out where your migration patterns are going. And I think the easiest way to do that is if you're if if you're learning based or or you like to give back, one of the best things that I like to do is focus on teaching. Um, because I know if I if I put it on my calendar to teach somewhere in the country via Zoom or in person once a week, and I'm targeting it in areas where the migratory patterns are strong likelihood that when a client needs to sell, they're going to call us. And then how we stay in front of them is we either put them on, um, you know, marketing videos and drip campaigns for agents instead of for clients, right? We have agent drips. And when they send us a referral, we started three and a half years ago, created a raving fans program um, where I go out and, and we, uh, Tony, our marketing director, and I go out and build relationships with local entrepreneurs here in the DFW Metroplex that have cool products or cool stores. And we strategically buy from them in their off season to help their company with cash flow. And we, we buy really cool gifts. And then we ship those gifts to our raving fans of referring agents and clients uh, once a quarter for a year. They send us a referral and uh, it's meant to delight and surprise and be something cool and fun to remind them that we're in Dallas. And it's, I mean, it's basically like, think of it as stitch fix, but for an agent, right? And it shows up and it's all cool and packaged and bright and fun. And it it is something that they remember and it's memorable and you, you get mind share. Stitch fix, Frank, is like for women, oh. you basically have a personal shopper. But like, Got think about it. it this way. Like how we came up with that, like the raving fans program was oh, like, nice. if, if, I go to, if I go to Nordstrom's, right? And I go and I like some new shoes and a new outfit. Like I don't take it out of my car when I get to the office um, and bring it in or parade it around on Zoom of like, look what I got. You know, I went shopping and I got these things. But when when like a bark box or a stitch fix or a, any, a, you know, the athleisure boxes or whatever it is, those come, you notice that it's a surprise. You don't know what's in the box and people want to share in the experience to discover what how, you're getting. How many right? of these do you send out a month? Uh, we send it's quarterly and we start, when we first started, we were sending out, um, a hundred, a quarter, and we're up to 246 right now. Okay, so you send so out 240 boxes of stuff every quarter to agents mm -hmm. that refer you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Okay. And they get us, they get a subscription for once a, once a, they get a whole year subscription. And then on quarter three, if we haven't had a referral from them, we tell them like, oh no, you're one quarter away from the box is ending. And then when we get to the last one. It's like, oh no, think of somebody so we can renew you for another year. Oh, so many questions. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's unpack this. Hey, hold on, Frank. Something yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious of is there's, I guess I, I've heard rumors that KW Command has some kind of functionality within it to help agents understand the migration patterns. Is that what's helping give you the insight? That is super helpful. Cause I can't like right now I can go in and see if I'm looking at that, that like, um, Tucson and Scottsdale, Arizona, are really big. Los Angeles is really big. Detroit and New Jersey is really big on, um, my 
patterns from people leaving Dallas to go to those states. I can also reverse it and see who's moving here too. So if I'm focusing on buyers or sellers, I can actually see if people are moving out or moving in. Um, the other cool part though, is your local, if you're not with Keller Williams, um, you can go to your local um, business chamber of commerce or your economic chamber of commerce as well and ask them, they have all of the migratory patterns too. That was my next question, Chris. So I love that information. Your downline. Come on now. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just join Keller Williams. That's fine too. Whichever you prefer. We're fine with that. We'd love so to have you. Keller Williams has a CRM called mm-hmm. Command mm-hmm. that plugs in the transaction information and tells you the migratory patterns both in and out of your city yes. or state. Yes. And you're going out and building relationships with the agents in those markets, either mm-hmm. where they're sending or they're going. Yes, that's correct. Got it. And then you reach out to probably, for in your case, other market centers, other KW offices there, mm-hmm. or other contacts to teach Zoom events on some type of agent training so people like you. Yep, that's exactly right. And then we put them into our database and we drip on them and remind and them. And then everyone that shows up to those Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. you put them on a drip campaign of more helpful stuff to remind them that you're there for their referrals in Dallas and you pay them. That's right. What are you nice. teaching on? How, how many people do you get to show up for a Zoom session, a training session in that market? Um, what are you teaching? And what's your point of leverage to get people to show up? Um, those are excellent questions, questions Chris. So uh, we started last year in February, we started recording, but we launched um, a podcast with Keller Williams International in partnership called Empire Building. It's actually not Keller Williams specific. It's on building a big business, but even more importantly, building a bigger life, right? What What's the point of building a big business if your life doesn't reflect um, amazing, awesome things in it? And so um, through that, I mean, I've we've built out, you know, we're almost at a year of recording. So we've got close to 50 episodes that have launched at this point, close to 60 that have been recorded. So I've got, you know, basically 60 awesome, content classes that I can pick from at any point in time. And then I've got probably six or seven different topics that I've grown over the years, right. And created custom presentations for that instead of an hour, you know, 30 minute to an hour class could be a two to three hour course. So um, people can, you know, I typically, I'm going to ask the question when I'm talking to those migratory patterns, I'm going to say, what are your pain points right now in your market? Is it you know, is it, do you need like tools for your agents? Meaning like, is this tactical where we need to talk about how do I go get more business? How do I build a team? How do I build culture or create leverage in my life? Or is it like a wealth building conversation? Or is it a, um, you know, are we having a, you know, topic about how do you balance with life and, and create the balance between being a real estate professional and grow your business at the same time? You know, what is it that your pain points are for your specific market? And then we're going to tailor it to that. I prefer my classes to be interactive for me, just presenting and staring at a bunch of blank screens drives me crazy. So I always ask that we have an interactive class and we're going to like really engage and have a dialogue so that they get something out of it. And I hopefully get something out of it too and learn from them. Um, Classes are typically an hour to two hours long. And uh, I would say on the low end, I've had 15 people show up. And on the high end, I mean, we've had Zooms with, you know, probably, I think the biggest is a thousand, but most wow. of them are, most of them are probably, you know, hundred to 200. That's what, great. What's mm-hmm. your, what's like the biggest, baddest, you know, topic you've taught that consistently gets, you know, hundreds of people to show up. 
the two that I get asked the most to teach uh, are um, how to dominate as a hyperlocal expert. And then um, the other one is, hang on, let me give you the actual name of it. I can tell you what the topic is, but the name seems to How to, to drop dominate it. as the hyperlocal expert. Expert. That's one that gets a Chris, lot. Chris, let's do a show on that. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the other one, hang on, I'll give you the name. The other one is um, blessed, not stressed. How to build, um, and that one is how to build social media strategies that work for you instead of you working for it. Yeah. Those are, are type of- those are, those are the two biggest ones I get asked. I mean, we have a ton of other ones, but the, that those are the two ones that they're always like, I want that one. I'm like, okay. So is there a certain type two. of avatar that goes to one class versus the other? Like if you think about the type of people that show up. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're dominate as a hyper-local expert. Those are all your high D's. And, uh, you know, I would say you're blessed, not stressed. I get a lot of high eyes on the desk. So- I would say those are probably your two different personality types that show up. Seychelle, two questions. Um, Mm -hmm. How often do you teach these and who's booking these for you and promoting them to get people on them? So um, I teach at least once a month, usually twice a month at this point. When I first was getting out my name out there, I actually just made a commitment that I would teach somewhere in the country once a week. Um, that was a lot harder to do when I had to physically travel there. Man, Zoom has really helped a lot with that, with leverage. Um, and then what we do is um, we have a pre-made flyer and bio and headshot already ready to go. So that's plug and play. And then the agreement that the other market center does is that they really push hard to promote it. We're not going to charge anything, but if they want to make a um, donation to either their local office nonprofit or KW Cares um, for the class, that's what we would recommend. Very nice. And how long have you been doing these? Uh, I've been teaching since 2009. Oh, got it. And then how um, many agents do you have? Opt, how many agents around the country have opted into your email list? We're close to 20,000 at this point. Ooh, that's great. Well, that's, yeah. how you get, that's how you get agent to agent referrals, everyone. Yeah. Chris, it, any, 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 uh, any secrets there? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing that just crossed my mind is like, one thing I, I'm not with Keller Williams, but the one thing I do appreciate is mm-hmm. how the market centers, you know, help people that are trying to, you know, build a team or expand a team or, you know, to get people to show up for things like your trainings, for example. Right. That's really cool. And um, I mean, 20,000 people that have opted in. That's no joke. That's yeah. no joke. It is. Well, you know, and the other thing, Chris, you bring up a, a great point, which is, you know, where whatever brokerage you're at, we're broke. I'm broker agnostic when it comes to teaching, that's not really what it's about. Um, But I will tell you, you know, in Keller Williams, like ongoing education and learning is something that's a part of the the culture, right? Supporting each other and really like helping each other grow, sharing, giving back. Like we all are in this together, right? So there's no like super secret sauce. I give you the information. You still have to go do 90% of the work, right? Today, like we, we can give somebody the tools and the information to go get more listings, but ultimately they still have to go do it. And so to me, it's like, what's the harm in giving somebody the first 10%? They still have to go do 90% of the work. So, you know, I think that that's something that is really, you know, in my experience in teaching in brokerages across the country, I actually got kicked out by Century 21 worldwide um, and banned from teaching in their market centers because they thought, or in their offices, because they thought I was trying to recruit their agents. And I wasn't, I was just trying to build relationships and help people grow. 
Um, so you just, you know, you got to pay attention to that. If, if that's something that you're trying to accomplish, you just got to recognize what environment you want to put yourself in. And that's nothing negative about Century 21. I just want to make sure everyone knows that. I love C21 agents. They're great. So, but I just thought it was interesting. I think that if I'm not mistaken, I heard rumors that the way Gary Keller built the business back in the 80s was hosting these classes, in-person <laughs> classes that were brokerage agnostic. That's right. And for every 100 people he had show up, he would get a certain percentage of those to join Keller Williams. That's right. He, I mean, his idea has always been, if I help enough other people get what they want, I'll have more than enough of what I want. So, you know, when you kind of build a company based on the philosophy of abundance and helping other people, it, you're going to, it's going to come back. And, and that's just always been his strategy and that for us with Keller Williams, I really resonate. So let's move on to the third pillar. So we talked about Yelp mm-hmm. and how you're dominating uh, Dallas, well, really the top three positions, which is remarkable in such a large market with 25 reviews. We discussed you keep, you, you keep telling me 25 reviews. It's like it's like a dig, Frank. You're like with only oh, 25 no, reviews. No, it's just no, it's just people <laughs> look, people think like, oh, I have to get all these reviews. And right. the reality is, man, like, yeah, there are agents I've seen out there with like four, five, six hundred right. reviews. But in the Dallas market, especially with your insight of picking a platform you can compete on. I mean, you know, Zillow is not a reach for probably people listening to this podcast. I mean, there's right. only what the total was only 140. It's not terrible to get up there. And well, the same you, thing for Yelp as well. Yeah. It's if you scroll down on that reach. Zillow, if you scroll down on that Zillow though, there's some at 500 reviews, a thousand reviews in that top 10. Like that's very hard to compete with, with somebody who's mm-hmm. brand new into real estate or five years into real estate and hasn't focused on that's going to yeah. take you years to get up there, especially if you don't have a huge team. And so I, I mean, I like to compete with where I can win. I like focusing on what I enjoy and what I know, instead of trying to, um, you know, become a jack of all trades and a master of none. So I learned probably five years ago, it took me way too long. I'm sure you guys are way smarter than I am and learned faster, but it was just, you know, like I need to pick a really narrow scope kind of like this podcast, which is brilliant. Um, you know, and I need to go real deep and real narrow on that and let me win on that. And then I'll, and then I'll slowly build on top of it instead of just trying to leave each conference with 90 to do things. And I'm going to try to go do all 90 and none of them are going to be done well. So. Your second system is the agent referrals. I thought that was uh, brilliant with uh, analyzing migration patterns and then reaching out to build uh, relationships with brokerages in that market. Mm -hmm. And you have it easy because you're well easier than most because you're in the Keller Williams network. Yep. And, um, you know, doing two classes a month and uh, through Zoom and all of those mm-hmm. attendees, which the topics you shared that go into another segment of your database where you send out newsletters mm-hmm. and helpful information to stay in touch to remember to refer me. Um, by the way, I just had another email come in from Yelp. Uh, the person who emailed me is actually a client of mine who comes over to my house regularly. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And it's, again, this goes back to what I said earlier. Are you ready for the, so the message should be, hey, what's up, Frank? Like, when can we get together for a beer? Like yeah. that would be yeah. the correct message, but no, it's canned. Hi, Frank. Yeah. First of all, I hope you and your family are well. Thank you for contacting me. I understand you are requesting a professional assistance to sell your property in the 92101 area. I love that area. Oh, do you? Do you? I, <laughs> I do everything that I do everything that you're asking for, which is nothing and more. And I right. take it and I take nothing for granted. I believe that you would benefit the most from my services because I am more than a realtor. I'm a marketer and that's what you want in order to get maximum exposure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to do a Zoom call, et cetera, et cetera. Look forward to meeting with you. Yeah. I mean, I literally 
He comes <laughs> over to my house and we hang out. <laughs> so it, it just goes back to, I think, you know, how would you follow up with these leads? It's yeah. hard, but you have to do some research. So that's all. I don't know. Yep. I, like I digress. That. Well, let's move mm-hmm. on to after all these agents blow me up. Hey, right hey, now. One, one quick thing. We got to, we got to, we got to give you, I mean, look, you, to, something I think we keep uh, passing over is to get 25 reviews on Yelp, you've got to get 100 reviews. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to get 100 reviews. Yeah, you have 75 that never even got accepted after you worked your butt off to get them. Yeah, that's and just you to got get them 25. not recognized. And then when yeah. you actually get the lead, they sell it off to everyone else. So yeah, that was yeah. that was disappointing when that started happening. But I, I know where I can win. And I know that if we're fast and we're very quick to get your contact information on the phone, you're not going to pick up the rest of the phone calls. So if I can get you on the phone, we're good to go. So it's just, it's speed to lead on that, which it is most things. But I think by the time someone's contacting you on Yelp, they're further down the funnel than a lot of people that are just clicking on a Facebook ad. That would be my, my bet that I would make. Yeah, I have so. So third part here, let's talk about uh, you've built probably over 17 years in the business, a significant past client database, as well as mm-hmm. people who know you in the Dallas area. And you said that the way that you really work your database, and there's probably a lot of things you do, but the real key building block that are events and giveaways. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to get listings from that third pillar, the people that you know in your past clients? Tell us. Well, you know, I think. Say, shall try again. We lost you. Chris, you there? I'm here. I think we lost Seychelles. It gives us a reason oh. to call. Is it really? Is it cutting? Hang on, Seychelles. Hang on. Let's, it's okay. Let's try again. Seychelles, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. So I can hear you just good. So let me ask okay. you the question one more time. It's okay. We're still dealing with the fallout from the internet kind of freezing over in Texas. So bear with us, everyone. So the question is, uh, third pillar, past client spheres, and you do a lot of giveaways and events. Tell us how you get listings from your your past clients and your centers of influence? It's a great question. So for listings, uh, the giveaways have been really instrumental because we have over the last 10 years done four events a year. Uh, and we, when I say that, I, I want to encourage you, if you're not doing any client events, start with one and then slowly build two, three, and four if you're going to do that. Otherwise, it feels like this person that you haven't seen in years and all of a sudden I'm like barfing all of this <laughs> engagement on you. And it feels a, a really intense. So um, start with one and slowly build up on top of that. And the giveaways really are an extension of that, which is with COVID, we couldn't do in person. And what we realized was the accidental genius was with a giveaway, it gives us a reason to engage with our audience more with something that's fun and out of the box. So like we have a relax and renovate we're doing right now, which is the relax part is we're giving away a weekend. Um at a Broken Bow cabin. Broken Bow is a lake um, not too far from us. So it's drivable and it's a beautiful new build um, at this, you know, cabin that will hold 10 people. And it's a free weekend, three nights, um, four days there. And so for anybody who knows looking to buy or sell, um, they're going to be entered in to uh, win that weekend. We're giving that away on the 17th. And I think right now, uh, we're sitting at 12 uh, referrals in so far for that one giveaway. Now, one giveaway costs us $1,500 versus an event usually costs us $15,000. Um, but we can do that more regularly. So I'm totally digging the way that's working. Um, I think the other thing with the listing side is with the renovate. Uh, the second part of that conversation we can have is we, we reached out to 
uh, design studios like Crate and Barrel, Williams Sonoma, right? West Elm Pottery Barn, all those guys and set up our designer account. And so if our clients are looking to renovate and stay, uh, we can actually help them with designer discount orders for them as a concierge. Um, and it allows us to have the conversation around if you're considering renovating, have you thought about just selling and going and buying another home? And so it's helping us to set appointments. But I, I think really the value of the listing is you have to be in relationship and standing in front of them when they're ready to go. And so the more things that you can layer in for communication and a reason to call your client, because without the call, people don't get a chance to have the dialogue. And I, Chris, you might agree with me on that, but it's, it's all about the conversation. And so between the giveaways and then very informative, like fact-based market, market updates that we send out, those two things are pairing the high social, want to talk to you with the person that's really looking for the facts and statistics to make a decision. Okay. Let's unpack. You rinse and, yeah. And you rinse and repeat that, right? So rinse and repeat it eight to 10 times a year. So I want to ask more questions about what exactly this relax and renovate thing is, but let me, let me go a little step back just a tad bit. How many past clients do you have in your list that you market uh, to? We have 2,500 past clients. That's amazing. And then how many people in your sphere do you market to? We only market to a total of a sphere and past client database of 3,600. So I'm not, I don't have like 19,000 people in my database that I'm marketing to that are in our tight list. But you have 3,600 people that you transact business with, or you'd say hi mm -hmm. to, let's say, if you say not about. Mm -hmm. Okay. How long did it take you to put that list together with the correct mailing address, email address, contact information? You have that? Um, you know, I think that's an awesome assumption that we have it all perfect. I would say we're probably at any given day, you know, probably 65 to 70% there. Okay. But it's never, it's never perfect. It's to me that I always tell our agents, like the best thing you could ever do is go back through your phone, call everybody in your phone, get all their contact information and get that into the database. If you just did that for a month, the amount of business you would have would be insane. I've got to share a quick little nugget. So I found a, a, a it's a, like a Gmail extension for Chrome and mm. it basically like getting your agents when they join, you know, to like extract all of their contacts and get them put into the primary CRM is yep. a daunting process and it, it does work. But, um, what's what, uh, what I found this, um, I got this Gmail extension and it integrates with our CRM. I think it integrates mm -hmm. with like pretty much all of them, like Boomtown, Firepoint, Sierra, nice. mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Anyways, it's this little control panel and it's, it, it populates on the right hand side of your Gmail window um when you open up an email from like a friend or something and if if that lead is not automatically in your crm database then um you can quickly add it you know with like three clicks and um it's you know for anybody listening that spends you know hundred dollars on leads or two hundred dollars or heck even marketing you know to a dat you know database yeah. whatever costs money so anyways, um, the, the tool is called CBX. You can look at, you can look it up on the, uh, Google Chrome store. Um, and, uh, it's, there's a free version. doesn't cost anything. Um, if you want to be able to like, uh, incorporate drip emails and stuff where, for example, like you get an email from a friend or somebody that's not in your database, like you add the lead and then you can like assign, you know, tags and you can assign drip emails and a bunch of other stuff. And it's basically like a quick little control panel into your CRM. We saw our, um, you know, our new leads added to the, our database skyrocket when we gave this, 
uh, tool to our agents. That is well, awesome. What is it I called? I love that. CBX. <laughs> CBX. Right? CBX, yeah. Yep, CBX. What does that stand for? It's a great Chris, question. Chris buys what? What is it? <laughs> did, you, did you create the extension? <laughs> Hold on. Real okay, Sync. Yep, I got it. Yeah. Oh, it's by Real Sync. Okay. Yeah. Go check out Real Sync. R E A L S Y N C H. At the top, it says uh, click here for CBX. Click that. And yeah, it's a free Gmail login. You can, um, you can download it from the Google Chrome store also. It's approved by the Google Chrome store. And the freebie version is quite sufficient. And then if you want to get all the bells and whistles of like initiating drip emails and stuff really quickly, I think it's like 10 bucks a month. It's super cheap. That's cool. awesome. Um, back to your events. Thanks, Chris. Back to your events, um, Seychelles. You said giveaways and four client events. Give, give the audience different types of events that have worked really well for you to hold and mm -hmm. different type of giveaways that have worked well for you. Yeah. Um, so on the event side, I think it's easier to do that when we are able to more in person, obviously. Um, but essentially the goal of the events when we do them, and I guess you'll kind of notice like it's always like begin with the end in mind. So with our events, the biggest goal that I have is for our events to create a conversation. And so I'm always figure, trying to figure out how when we do an event, that it's literally leveraging our event into our client's conversation with somebody else. Um, so in addition to wanting to get referrals and reviews and connectivity at the event, I wanted to have an additional last. And so the first one that we did, I mean, and this was like 10 years ago, now it's a very popular event, um, but it wasn't as, as well known then was our pie give our bunt cake and pie giveaway at Thanksgiving. We started that um, 10 years ago with 45 our first year which we, you know, we'd never done before. So I was like, I don't know. Is that good? Is that bad? I think we had one referral out of it. I was like, I mean, I guess that'll pay for it, but oh, I, that was pretty ab abysmal. Um, and over the last 10 years, we've gotten better and better and better and better at it. Uh, Cause we've stuck with that and really fine tuned it. And last year we had 37 referrals and 750 pies given away. Ah. Um, now, do they, they, they all come to you to get the pie? That's the Oh, case. yeah. You come to me. I'm not, I am not coming to you. I, I say that with love. You come to me. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a um, really popular thing is uh, around yeah. the holidays is buying a bunch of pies. Yeah. I don't and, know. Uh, I don't know why. But the reason why I liked it, the reason why we created it was um, because I wanted to insert my dessert, which is delicious and yummy, right? Into somebody else's conversation at Thanksgiving. And I, I wanted my branding all over it walking into their Thanksgiving meal. That's what I wanted to do. And so it was a, I, you know, I want to find where a client is going to be walking into a place of people that already know, like trust and love them. Right. And then I want to start a conversation. And if I can't be there at all of these different meals, how could I do that? And so now we have clients that literally bank on their Thanksgiving dessert coming from us. So they don't have to cook that and they can focus on something else and they know like what they want to order. So we were, um, we are like the single biggest central market sale, like sale day for the entire bakery for one of the stores for the entire year. And we're the largest purchaser of nothing bunt cakes in DFW. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool that we get to help small businesses that we get to help people. Um, and at the same time, we get to insert ourselves into other people's conversation. Um, so our branding is all over that sucker. 
So, so pie giveaway. I love it. Pie giveaway. Give me some more stuff. Um, the other one we do in the fall is uh, we do a pumpkin patch, which is really designed to get the kids all cute in their Halloween costumes and get our photos all over Instagram, uh, which is really helpful. So we do um, the state of Texas uh, fair is in Dallas. And so we do like state fair food and a carnival and paint, you know, face painting with like Cirque du Soleil face painters and like bounce houses and fun stuff. Um, the kids get to go trick-or-treating in their costumes and we have a professional photographer that takes their pictures. And again, it was, how do I get you taking photos from our event, posting them thanks to us right on your Instagram and social media. So that one's been, um, more of like an awareness than a review. We focus really heavily on getting reviews focus really heavily on, um, you know, getting like our social media out there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, in the spring we do a portraits in the park, which we've done for seven years. Now we do it at a builder's model home and, uh, we hire professional photographers to take family portraits or engagement pictures or new business headshots or baby photos or I mean, whatever you want. We'll take pictures of what your dog, I don't care, whatever you want. Um, and you get a free mini photo session. And again, it's like, if someone's walking through your house and they're like, Oh, I love that family picture of you. I want someone to say, well, thanks. My realtor gave that to me. Um, and so again, it's inserting myself into somebody else's conversation in their home when I can't be there. And so, uh, we, we started that, I think our first year we had 40 families, um, and we've really grown that that's, we try to keep that one tighter. I think our biggest year has been 200, 250. Um, and we sold the $1.2 million model house we were at nice. that we did in the last one we did, um, which was 2019. We didn't do 2020, um, for obvious reasons. Cause it's usually in spring and COVID. So yep. we'll, we'll ramp that one back up. I love the idea of portraits on the porch, which a couple of agents have done around the country. Um, but our geographic area, I mean, DFW is the size of the state of Connecticut. So that's logistically a really difficult one for us. So last question, we'll start wrapping this up. Um, you said some giveaways too. Tell us about that. Yeah, the giveaways. So we've got rack, Relax and Renovate. We have um, coming up uh, like dinner and a movie where we're doing um, uh, a green egg grill and then a blow up movie screen and projector. We have a Yeti cooler and a tent, right? We've got a bounce house. We have, it's basically, what are the things that you might really love to have that you don't want to pay for? And so if... I've got two events this year that for sure I know are still going to be dicey. If I could allocate that budget to a monthly stipend of giveaways instead, um, how could that work? And I think the key on the events that we've realized and on the giveaways that are really make it worthwhile is um, uh, it's the number of times you contact someone. So for an event, you need to contact them up to seven times prior to the event. And then on the back end twice, either a thanks for coming or we missed you. And then and you do that four times, that's 28 touches. And so we found that by just sending out a direct mail or sending out an email once or sending out something one time, that's not going to get you the results you want. You literally have to contact them up to seven times, text, email, direct mail, phone, you know, carrier pigeon, whatever you want, social media, video, yeah. um, ask for the referral, tell them why that's important to you. And then ask again and again and again in a nice but professional manner um, and that's how you're going to get the results on those. If you just go do it one time, you're not going to get those results. So let's break down your listings. We started this show off about a hundred and I lost my notes, about 140 listings last year, mm-hmm. I think yep. somewhere in there. Uh, what percent came from Yelp? What percent came from agent to agent referrals and what percent came from the strategy to share with us with the list of 3,600? All right. Agent to agent referrals. Um, okay. Let's start out here. So 
events were okay. So Yelp is twenty percent. Agent referrals is forty-seven percent, and then um, the rest is client, repeat client, and uh, events. About thirty percent. It's about thirty. Cool. Mm -hmm. Seychelles, thank you for sharing so many good nuggets, Chris. What else does the audience want to know? Any other questions you want to ask her? Any other insights? You know, on the um, kind of the past client marketing stuff. I mean, move your mic up just a bit, Chris. So on the past client marketing stuff, I mean, I think you nailed it. I I had very similar experiences in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, past client events being the most way to like scale, you know, the high number of contacts to go through your database. And and it curates a reason for a call. Um, I'd be, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of if there's anything you missed. Um, The big nugget I heard was the client appreciation. I mean, obviously like... COVID kind of threw a wrench in things, but I think all that'll be coming back in the next couple of months. Um, I think a pumpkin, pie, the, the pie giveaway, you can certainly do, or really any giveaway. We're going to give stuff away. Yeah. Just, we were uh, still, it's, it's, we were still six, able to do that feet, last yeah, year. Six feet yeah. outside and mm-hmm. here you And go. like we did last year because it was still kind of, you know, dicey. We just had them go directly to central market, nothing bunt cake. And they already had their name, their dessert. They already had their list and the order ready. And they literally just got to pick it up. And Central Market kind of loved it because they were like, oh, now everybody's shopping in the store, you know? <laughs> so yeah. we had, you know, four, 300 pie orders, but then everyone, those 300 people also shopped in our store the whole time. So, Shell, this is good stuff. Um, what would you, here's a question. I'm going to throw a question back to you. Hearing some of the things that we are doing you know, what would you do differently or what would you recommend to get even, even see out of it? I think there is a lot of money you could raise to help zero cost some of these expenses by all these businesses that you're including to Mm -hmm. include them on the marketing to your database. It sounds like you set up a lot of relationships with businesses that give cool stuff for your agent referral boxes that you send out every quarter. Mm-hmm. and you bring a lot of businesses and you bring a lot of people together in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're really in a good spot to sell, to actually ask them for money to help cover the expenses. Mm-hmm. Even taking your marketing person a little bit farther and saying, how could you help that business get an email out to their database to promote it? So I think you have some really amazing in- opportunity there just uh, for case that's in point. That's great feedback. Yeah, well, that's great in, feedback. Well, case in point, I mean, Chris, you're in Austin. How much money, how much advertising sponsorship money do you collect per month from uh, various businesses like the ones Seychelles was discussing today? Yeah, so just uh, just the Austin group gets about 30 grand a month. Wow, that's awesome. Say, Shell, imagine if you got 30 grand a month from these that'd businesses awesome. to help pay for all this. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I think you're really close to that. Yeah. And maybe that's a conversation with Chris afterwards. Chris, uh, I think just for what it's worth for the audience, you offer some training on that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not like full-blown coach or trainer or sure, teacher sure. or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I've been through a lot of amazing coaching and training programs out there, and they're all amazing. Um, and so you know, over the years, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, like how I can help them and grow their business and whatnot. And, you know, depending on what their, their problem is, I might refer them to one or another, you know, coaching company. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the, the thing that I found is 
a, a lot of the coaching programs I personally went through, you know, a lot of them are, you know, some of them are really catered to, for example, um, lead generation. Some of them mm-hmm. are really catered to lead conversion. Um, some of them are really catered to like just, you know, process system, you know, uh, the operational side of your business. And, um, and like the one area I saw kind of a hole and I saw this hole cause I met somebody outside of the real estate industry that, um, was an executive leadership coach and I started mm. working with him and it, it really opened up my eyes to, you know, like what it actually means to be the CEO of your business. And, mm-hmm. you know, like a, um, a, a CEO is thinking about creative and, and strategic things to mm-hmm. uh, improve the business that are out mm-hmm. of the box and, um, about 10 years ago, I had a, a, a guy I met that owned uh, a bunch of these big RV dealerships. And, you know, I said, man, I see mm. you on, I see your TV ads all the time. You've got to spend a fortune on TV. And he said, you know, I don't, I don't pay a single dollar for them. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, well, I, I, you know, the company we finance the RVs with, they give us, um, you know, uh, co-op marketing dollars. Uh, the home warranty, oh, sorry, not home warranty, the warranty companies uh, give us co-op marketing dollars. The manufacturers give us co-op marketing dollars. And so like, I kind of went down this rabbit hole of like thinking about how many people are impacted by the sale of a home. And I came up with a list of 26 different types of local businesses um, that are likely to be impacted, you know, when a, a real estate transaction occurs. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of Yelp, I started going on Yelp and just like calling business, other businesses, uh, for example, um, countertop companies, tile companies, uh, you know, just all the different people in the home services industry. And uh, I started hitting up the ones that were advertising uh, on Yelp and other websites like um, Home Advisor, et cetera. And I told them, I said, hey, you know, I noticed you're advertising online. I'd like to talk to you about doing some joint marketing together where we can perhaps scrub leads and then hand them off to you and, and recommend them and be an ambassador for your business. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, like it started off small, obviously in the beginning, like everything, you know, uh, was financial totally. advisor, mm-hmm. homeowners insurance person, a mortgage company, title company. Um, I had a, a roofing company, you know, depending on where you're located in the United States, like from a, a repair perspective, you know, like, you know, if you, mm-hmm. in Texas, we have, um, you know, hailstorms and stuff like that all the time. So our roofs get, seem to get replaced all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, I don't know, I've heard of things, you know, people in other parts of the United States where, you know, uh, radon gas, I think is a thing. Yeah. Right? And then, we don't um, have that really here, but yeah, yeah, that's a thing for sure. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, to Frank's point, I think like uh, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, is a, is a massive, almost unquantifiable value that you could drive for their local businesses is being an ambassador for them. Uh, and you see this all the time on Instagram, like people are these, you know, they like promote products, right? Um, mm-hmm. On Instagram, people with big followings. And so, you know, if you've got a database of sounds like tens of thousands of people between agents and uh, past clients, um, you know, like that's a really Mm -hmm. high value. That's a really high value list. I mean, those are kind of equivalent to followers on Instagram. Yeah. And so you could easily, you know, create some kind of brand ambassador package for them. So I I teach this, I teach this um, three month class. It's called CEO, the CEO masterclass. And uh, one of the modules is about the brand ambassador program, 
where you are the ambassador for their local businesses. And, um, you know, you do collaborative marketing with these other local businesses. I think that's, that's awesome. where you have a lot of opportunities to show. Yeah, look into, that's huge. I'm taking. Yeah, look into. You guys are talking, that's great. The two things is look into how you could get these businesses to send an email out to their entire databases promoting your stuff. Second thing is I would look into maybe starting to bring them together in some way to mastermind them, just like Gary Keller and the world you run and brings in agents to mastermind, mm-hmm. but you do it many businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, do a little more research on how to pitch them asking for some money to help participate in your marketing spend, which drives business for them. And you can just pass along gift cards or gift certificates to their businesses, to your customers, to track response for the advertising spend. That's awesome. Thank you so for that. So those are some tips I would think about, but uh, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you uh, so much, Stacey, y'all, for all your insights. Thanks, you guys. Y'all are amazing.